0: Hello, welcome to Motherhood Out Loud, a safe place for mothers to talk openly about their experiences without fear of judgment or shame.
1: Our hope is for women to realize that we're not alone in the variety of emotions we feel and that we're able to provide a more loving community for future moms. Let's Let's take take our our power power back back and and live Motherhood motherhood out loud. With Carla and Cindy.
0: Hello. Welcome back. Our guest today is Lauren. She is married, a mother to a six-year-old son and nine-month-old daughter. She is in school for architecture, but her true passion is in supporting moms as a doula and placenta encapsulation specialist. Hi, Lauren. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you girls? Pretty good. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I'm 29.
2: I'm turning 30 next month. Um, I just had my second one. So I have a son who's six years old And I have a daughter. She's going on 10 months. So I'm in school um, for architecture, as you mentioned. I've been a doula for three years here in El Paso. And I've been encapsulating placentas going on about a year. So in July, it'll be a year. Um, Other than that, that's it. I just keep up with my kids and try to stay sane through the school when I have school.
0: I know. It sounds like you have your hands really busy (laughs) and full.
2: (laughs) Definitely. I think any mom does.
0: Yeah. And I was so – today I wanted to talk to you about your birth stories and then kind of focus a little bit on how you have grown a passion for home birth and kind of talking about that um, as an option for people. So I'm going to take you back. Did you have any issues conceiving your children at all?
2: You know, for my son – I was younger. I was 22. I was with his dad at the time. We weren't trying to have kids, but we weren't not trying to have kids. I wasn't on birth control. We weren't weren't using any contraceptives, like none of the above. We were going with the flow, and if it happened, it happened. It took us about a good year. Nothing happened. No scares. Nothing. Ever. So – we weren't actively trying, so I couldn't really say I had issues because I never tracked my ovulation, things like that, but it was just a go with the flow. For my daughter, we were trying. I got my IUD out, and the next month I I wouldn't say I was pregnant. My pregnancies came back a positive. I had a chemical birth and it just didn't stick. So it ended up not sticking, and we said, okay, that's fine. We kept trying again the next month, and then I was pregnant.
0: Wow. So it was pretty quick both times, yeah, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah, they were.
0: <laughs> and how were your pregnancy- pregnancies?
2: Yeah. My first one with my son, I feel, was a lot smoother. It felt it was easier. I had a little bit of morning sickness around 12 o'clock every day, just a little bit, not nothing crazy. I always find out when I'm pregnant, like two weeks in, super fast. I'm never one of those moms who find out, oh, I'm four months already. I'm like, no, right when I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. And I get super sleepy, like I can't even be in the car because I'm already like nodding off for my first trimester. Super, super sleepy, tired. Um, And that was it. I really didn't have a lot of symptoms with my son. It was pretty easy. And with my daughter, I had very bad, very bad. I would say not morning sickness. It was like a late night sickness that I got. Oh, yes, before bed. It was really bad. I was super tired with her. And just the sickness was really bad. And I think that's it. And my hips would hurt a lot. My body-wise, it was just very different. I don't know if I really knew how pregnancy was. They say once you know You start feeling everything your second time you get pregnant rather than your first because you don't really know. It's your first time. You don't really know what's going on. But, yeah, I felt it a lot harder on my body the second time.
0: Yeah, I've had friends that have had their kids really young, like their first kid, and then they've waited, like, close to their 30s or into their 30s. And they're like, no, this is a whole different Ball game, like my Definitely. body is, is not the same, oh
2: yeah. God. I was like, Oh, I got this, and then when I was pregnant, I was like, I don't got this. I was like, this is a little <laughs> harder, I was like, My body's harder, and plus, I right. was pregnant like my eight month, nine month in the summer this time, and with
0: my son, um. it was the winter, so I was like, Oh my god, this heat is horrible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I bet. Yeah. Carla was pregnant in the summer, like super pregnant. And she was like, this is too hot.
1: Was, <laughs> I will so never, bad. I will never, I would, don't touch me November through December. <laughs> <laughs> abstinence months in this house, do not touch me. I will Definitely. not go through I that again. I
2: for my kids, my, well, my son at home, they were all freezing and I was like. Oh, it's hot in your journey higher <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh that's hilarious and with your son how did you decide where you were going to give birth were you a doula at that point already
2: i was not i was okay. not so that so actually my birth of my son would, is what started my journey into birth work which i am super grateful i'm so grateful for the experience I had with him i did not have a, a like a traumatizing experience with him at all for his birth and that's not what let me just when I was pregnant with him I was 22 at the time my mom had two c-sections and that was the only birth mm. she knew so to her mm. it was just go to the hospital and see ces- and cesarean birth is all she knew so I really didn't I was like okay well I'm just gonna go to the hospital, and we'll have the baby there. And that was my decision, and they'll help me out from there. I did have a little thought in my head while I was pregnant. Oh, what about a home birth? But at that time, I knew nothing about home births here in El Paso. Nothing, nothing at all. I knew nothing about a Jola. I knew nothing about a midwife. So I thought, oh, maybe they don't do that here in El Paso. Right. My son's father was in nursing school at the time. And so I think to him, when I said home birth, he was like, no. Like, he didn't tell me no, but I think he was like, oh, my gosh. And then I mentioned it to my parents, like, what about? And they were like, oh, my gosh, no, you're crazy. Like, why? Like, no, it's just so, like, unheard of, especially to them. So that kind of, like, automatically I was like, oh, maybe not. Like, it it made me nervous. And I didn't know. I didn't even know there were um, birth centers here. Nothing. So I just kind of was like, okay, I guess I'll go to the hospital and that's Mm -hmm. it. And to me, I was like, okay, I'll do the epidural last, which I didn't prepare for anything. So my decision was just the hospital and that was it.
0: Right. And then with your daughter, things were a lot different, which we'll get into into that story too. So you really didn't prep much for birth with your son, right? It was just kind of go with the flow, which I think it's a lot of people.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a standard you buy one pregnancy book, the one that probably has jam-packed information of all of the above, Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: you're like, okay, well, they'll let me know how to do things once I get there, and that's how it basically was.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I think that's what so many people do, and that's why I think we're such advocates for education, too, because, like, if if you go with the flow – the flow is going to take you wherever it wants to go. Like, you know what I mean? And you're going to be like, what the heck is happening? When at least you know what to expect. You can at least know what to expect if things go off course a little bit. Okay, Lauren, can you tell us about the birth of your son and then the birth of your daughter, please? Yes. So
2: my birth, the birth of my son, like I said, not traumatic, none of that. I just reflected afterwards when I was led to being a doula. And that would make me be like, Oh my god, I had no control over it. I could have done things totally different, even though it wasn't traumatic for me or anything like that. So I was already I was 39 weeks, I believe exactly on that day. Uh, We went to go see We went to go visit someone. We came home. It was really late. I ate, I think, Jack in the Box. (laughs) And I couldn't go to bed that night. I just was up. I couldn't go to bed. And, I mean, that's part of pregnancy. You know, you can't sleep sometimes. So I was up, and I heard a pop when I moved, like a pop inside. And my water broke in – well, part of it, in the bed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, either I peed or this is my water broke. And so I waddled (laughs) my way to the restroom, and I was like – um, my son's father, at the time, I was calling him and I was like, I think my water broke. And then he was like, oh, my gosh. So I didn't feel any contractions, nothing. I jumped in the shower, called my parents, went to the hospital, still no contractions. I felt I felt nothing. Mm-hmm. We got to the hospital and they just told me, you know, we're giving you this, that. I knew nothing. And I didn't know what Pitocin was and nothing like that. Right. And they were like, okay, we're going to pop your water now and popped Popped my whole back because I guess partially it mm-hmm. it broke, but not fully. So they stuck their hand completely in there, one of the nurses, and all this water came out. They didn't ask me either. So it was just kind of like, oh, this is what's supposed to happen in my mind. And so that was it. Then after I guess they gave me the Pitocin, my contractions just went to a whole different level. And it was really extreme. And I was like, huh. This is really intense. (laughs) Um, Maybe I do want an epidural. We went from there. They gave me the epidural. They were switching me from side to side on the peanut ball, which was nice. Everyone was nice to me there. It was great. Um, I started dilating, and then I had to push. I think I pushed for, like, 5, 10 minutes, and he was out. And I loved my provider too. She was great. My mom says she was sitting there, you know, massaging me, waiting for my son to like lower down. She's like, I've never seen that before in my life. I was like, I know because you've never been to a birth. <laughs> she was like, it was so crazy. She was just there waiting for the baby. I was like, yeah. so yeah, it, it, nothing. I I thought that was standard. Like it just mm-hmm. went and that was it. I had him. They took him for me for quite a while, which was a little weird for me. And then brought him back, and that was it. It was just, it was pretty quick. For me, it was like a super fast in and out thing.
0: How long was your labor with him?
2: They 12 hours. <laughs> Twelve hours. Oh, wow. But to me, it was so fast. I like right. wasn't in pain. And then once I got the epidural, it was like, okay. Like I could kind of feel, feel things, but you couldn't. So it was like, took a little nap, woke back up, and then it was time to kind of push. So I was like, wow, this is like really fast.
0: Yeah, I and I think it. in a lot of ways you were lucky, right? Like now knowing yes. how everything you know, like you got very lucky in your circumstance, yes. I think, right? Mm-hmm. I did. Your body I, just birthed quickly and progressed. and
2: I did, definitely. And I, I didn't tear nothing. My mom was like, she was like, you're like an alien, like nothing happened to you. I was like, I don't know. I don't really know how this works. <laughs> but she didn't really either because she had cesarean birth. So you're she was right. like, I was in bed forever and you're already walking. And I was like, I
0: I don't know. I guess this is how it goes. <laughs> you're like, this is 22 mom. I'm, just
2: kidding. <laughs> I'm 22. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty quick. And like, Not bad. I think the only thing I struggled with is not being home after. I felt so uncomfortable at the hospital. It was cold. Mm -hmm. The beds aren't very comfy. I mean, it's a hospital, it's not expected to be. Um, The shower was super, super cold when I wanted to take one after. Like, it was not getting hot and I needed to shower because, you know, you just feel like the next day.
0: Yeah.
2: My hair was a mess. Um, I just wanted to be home. It was. You don't want to be somewhere else when you're just feeling uncomfortable and you're bleeding and Mm -hmm. all of that. And I didn't know about that stuff either. I didn't – like I knew big pads, but I didn't know that I was going to bleed like that, like that much afterwards (laughs) or things like that. So they gave me a little kit. I think it had like three pads or extra. And from what I remember, they gave me a little toothbrush too. Hmm. And yeah, and then that's it and then I just went on my way home after that.
0: Wow. And your postpartum with your son was it was it okay? It was a little it was a little challenging. Me and his father had split.
2: So that was going through my head during postpartum. And you would think it would make me, I guess, sad or get me into depression. I think me being a single mom after that and having to take charge didn't let me i was just kind of like let's go like kick it in gear i did struggle with being a single mom that's what took over me and then just being a mom in general adjusting to being a first-time mom i think is super hard you go from one extreme of waking up every day Deciding yourself what you're going to do that day with not having to ask anyone, not having to worry about anything else to the next day to an extreme of you can't just get up and go. You can't just get up and do things. You know, you have someone else (laughs) to be responsible for. And I think that's a very big shock for first time moms. For the second one, no. Like when I had my daughter, I was like, oh, I can't do things right away anyways. Like (laughs) the same thing. But for... My son, for my first time kid, definitely. It was, I think that my postpartum, that way of thinking of not doing the things I was able to do before was a lot of me. It got really emotional about it and hard just Mm -hmm. to know. I was still young too, I was 22. So my friends were doing things and I was just like, oh my God, I have to like stay home (laughs) with the kid all the time.
0: No breaks there.
2: <laughs> no, and breastfeeding too. It, it didn't come easy. That was that was just a little bit of a struggle too. I tried breastfeeding for two weeks. I lasted two weeks. I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. I didn't prepare for breastfeeding. knew nothing about it. Again, I thought, oh, they'll tell me there and go with the flow. No, they just had him latch once at the hospital and set me on my way. And did anybody in your
1: family like did they We're breastfeed?
2: Gonna- no. Mm-mm. My mom never breastfeed. Me and my sister were bottle fed. My grandmother, no, she didn't either. And yeah. I don't think anyone really breastfed in my family. It was just bottle feeding. So I really didn't have that support either. And it's not their fault. It's just they had no experience in it or okay. anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, oh. I don't think it was bad that I bottle fed my son. I wish I could have had that better experience and breastfed him, but it wasn't, mm-hmm. it was, it just wasn't like that. But it is no, not. You need him. a
0: lot of support. I think Yeah.
2: to be you successful,
0: do. you do need a lot of guidance.
2: Oh, for everything. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs>
0: for, for everything, birth, motherhood, everything. Yeah. No. And like, I was in the same boat, like not nobody in my family breastfed. I'm like one of the only ones that has and so I think it was a little bit odd for them at the same time because they're like, you know, it's a little bit awkward. I guess they, they I don't know. So it's a, it's a but they were very supportive for them too. Yeah, yeah, they're like, what? We never did that. Like, I think my mom was like, my grandma would calentar like the the leche de vaquita for them when they were little, and I was like, what the heck?
1: Yeah, what is that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know it's it's what they knew and what they did so you can't judge them on that i guess
2: <laughs> right it's good it's good for them too though in a sense to understand how it works that way when mm-hmm. they see other people doing it too i know for my family it was that way they're like you're just gonna breastfeed here oh mom you gotta do what you gotta do you know and then it just becomes you know natural for them and they're like oh okay you know after a
0: while yeah exactly And my dad was always like he's he has he stopped asking now that yandel is like two he stopped asking me but before he's like so how long are you gonna do this and i'm like until you're the you know i'm just trying to make you the most uncomfortable possible so until you stop that's when we'll stop and i mean now i'm like regretting it because i'm like how long is he gonna go <laughs> already like he's well over two years old right now he's still and older. you're like still here
1: <laughs> oh my god that that's so funny because it's true like when it's not that they don't want to support you but it's that they don't even know how and then they ask like the most randomest questions i do remember um i was very i was a crazy mom that was like I don't care if anybody like nobody ever told me anything about breastfeeding uh, as far as like, oh, cover up. Nobody ever did. But I was like, if someone does, I'm going to squirt them with my breast milk or something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody did. And I do remember because uh, my brother and I also were all bottle fed. Like my mom didn't even give it a shot. Like I remember mm-hmm. with my brother, like we showed up with like this little like formula bottles they gave us in the hospital. They were like glass bottles and that was it like we didn't even like she didn't even try so that was a norm for my dad and so when she was uh, I remember when we he got here like about 3 4 days after my daughter was born and then he's like where are the bottles and I was like we're not doing bottles and then he's like, and then he just looked at me like well, then what is she eating like yeah this like <laughs> he's like, like what <laughs> yeah he like because you know he was excited to hold her and give her a bottle and then mm. i was like oh no we don't we don't have any formula we're breastfeeding and it was it took him like a good 30 seconds when he's like like is she eating a hamburger like what is this baby eating <laughs> like
0: <laughs> oh my and god and then
1: um he got over i mean he, there were him and my brother were here for a week and they were just kind of like he i love that they were so supportive they were just kind of like whatever because you know like your dad or your brother seeing you like topless like not fully topless but like you know you just kind of whip it out and feed the baby i think the first day or two they were like what but then after that like it didn't face them and then we breastfed for a long time with my daughter too until she was almost two two years old after that like honestly like they were just like uh, whatever <laughs> looking away yeah right they get
2: used to it my dad yeah. still sometimes like we're out he's used to it but when we're at dinner I'm feeding my daughter, and you know I have like my shirt comes down to right here, so you don't even really see anything because my shirt's like coming down, and then it's her mouth, but I don't mm-hmm. have it covered. And he's all, "Babe, baby, you gotta, you gotta," and then I'm like, "Get the blanket away!" Like, First of all, it's hot. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> oh it's like, my
0: god, Okay, everyone's yes, yeah, like, who cares? So is she. <laughs> You're right? Yeah, yeah no, I'm getting used to. It does. It does. And I mean, I get it, but they got used to it, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're fine. <laughs> yeah. And how was the pregnancy with, well, the birth with your daughter since the pregnancy had been so different?
2: <laughs> it, was, it was very different. I'm going to tell you the time framing for me, and I don't know why, I have pretty long births. They're not like three hours and we're over with. I have pretty lengthy births. But to me, they feel like they fly by. I don't know why. Even my unmedicated one. I was like,
0: That's awesome, though. That
2: was fine. Everyone's
0: like, what? Everyone's all sweating and, like, (laughs) tired. They're like, ma'am, this took forever. Yes. I was like, what time is it after,
2: like, you come out of this crazy, you know, fog that you're in. Um, But it was good. Nothing crazy. I mean, just normal, pretty normal labor. The only thing is my postpartum after it took a bigger toll on my body. So my birth was good. The postpartum took a bigger toll on my body that like I in childbearing years, like because I had to go see a doctor, my hips were hurting. I mean, normal postpartum stuff, but it just took a lot on my body that I developed an autoimmune disease. So I'm going to wow. go to get tested for that soon. And the doctor told me that childbearing years sometimes do bring on that sort of things. So, yeah, what? it was my it was a
0: lot harder on my body. Definitely. Can you, can you walk us through like the time period from when you had your son and then, you know, how did you start wanting to become a doula? And then you were a doula for a while and then you had your daughter. So how yes. did that shape the birth of your daughter?
2: Oh, it shaped it a lot. It impacted it a lot. So just everything lining up, and I'm super grateful for it because I had my son. <clears throat> I had the idea of home birth in my head. Honestly, I had more of a birth center in my head, but I never knew about it. So ended up having hospital birth for him. and then after, you know, just going through post postpartum everything, learning everything that I didn't know, was a shock to me, postpartum. So I was like, why don't women know about these? Like, why don't we talk about it more? Like, Mm -hmm. there has to be some miscommunication here. Like, what is going on? And I don't remember exactly how I ended up finding out about a doula. So that led me into, like, a midwife. And started. I started just, like, researching these things. And I was like, wow, this is something I'd want to do. I'd want to help women to – understand birth, know that they have their options, just this whole different world that I don't know. It was never talked to me about. No one ever, no one ever shared this information with me, especially postpartum, especially everything with postpartum. No one ever shared any of this with me. And I was just like, more women need to know about this, especially here in El Paso. We need to talk about this more. So that's when I started my doula journey. I looked into it. there weren't classes being held here in El Paso. This was around, this is in 2019. Mm, I didn't find mm-hmm. any classes in El Paso soon, and I wanted to start soon. I had my son in 2016. So this is in, two, yeah, it was in two thousand seventeen, eighteen. 18. Yeah, he was about to be three. So 2019. And there was one in Arizona, <clears throat> Jonah. So I went and I flew out there and I got trained to be a doula. So then that just started my whole journey. I got back to El Paso and I was just full throttle. I was like in it. I was like, I'm going to do this. So I found out that there was a birth center, the retreat at the time. Mm -hmm. So I contacted them. I went in, I met Some of the staff that work there, I think her name was Luce. She was really, really nice to me. And she was actually telling me, you know, we already have, I think, three jewelers there that they uh, use. Or they kind of like uh, share their information out of there. And she was like, I'm willing to let you ask one of them if you can attend a birth and start working there. So I did the paperwork to start working there. And then I got to attend two births there for my first burst, and then the center closed down. So after that, I was just kind of on my own a little bit, and I was like, uh-oh, and then COVID hit. So I did a couple bursts from there, and then when COVID hit, is actually started a lot of my home births from right. there. There was more home births happening, and it was just a really great opportunity. So from there, I kept on. Um, and then I got pregnant and I still was a doula and I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from home births more, I think a little bit than in my training. I think I learned more by experiencing it more. And so that just seeing all these births that I attended, it was just, they're also different. Also different. Every woman is different. Every birth is different. I mean, right. I've gone to a birth this where they've had their baby in three hours and it was just the most peaceful. She didn't have like a sweat on her forehead. I was just in awe. I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And then, you know, just other people have different experiences. It bursts crazy. It can turn all sorts of different ways, you know. Right. Um, I just love the aspect of it. I loved being at home. I loved being. Seeing women just after they gave birth at home, so comfortable, they get to stay in their bed, uh, be there, take a shower if they want the next day later, and just be comfortable. Another one I loved is that you could have your kids there. One of my clients had two of her kids there, and I thought that was the most amazing thing, and I wanted my son to experience that. So when I got pregnant with my daughter, I didn't even consider a hospital birth at all. I said, I want a home birth. And that's exactly what I want. I know everything I want. I know the care you get behind it. And it was just my decision off the bat. And it never had to change. No one honestly questioned me either. Because at this point, I was already a doula for two years. And Mm. my parents were used to it. They heard my stories or they knew when I had to be on call and how it worked. And I had two years of already explaining how home birth worked to them. Mm-hmm. So to them, it was like, oh, okay, cool. That's
0: right. We're on
2: board. And the same for, um, you know, my husband now, he was totally on board because he heard my stories all the time with my clients. Like he knew how it worked. He knew how mid- that midwives were there and they're trained professionals. He knew, he knew it was safe in a safe space for me, and he said, "If this is what you want, then we'll do it." And that's how I ended up having a home birth with
0: my daughter. Wow, that's amazing. and how did how did your labor start with her?
2: With her, I was at Peter Piper with my family. <laughs> they had came into town from Dallas. Um, and I was already 40 weeks, yeah. Was I? Yeah, I was 40 weeks. I was already on my due date and plus two days. And I was kind of getting a little nervous at this point because in my head, if I went too long, you know, you have to go to the hospital. It is just mm-hmm. it's standard. You know, you need to think about yourself and the, your baby a hundred percent, even though, you know, home versus what I wanted. And that to me was making me very scared and nervous. And I was just getting myself really worked up Um. My midwives were amazing. They told me, you know, you need to let it out. Let those tears out and let your baby come. Mm -hmm. So I did. One of the mornings I broke down to my husband and I was just like, oh, my God, like I'm going to have to go to the hospital. Like I don't want to. Like I want to have her here. We have everything already. I was just in tears. And the next day I went into labor because I think I just let all my stress out and let everything that I was feeling built up. I just let it out. And so that night we were Peter Piper, I, my, I went to the restroom and my mucus plug came out, well, part of it and it was coming and I was getting really, you know, intense contractions, not super intense, but they weren't just, you know, practice ones. I was like, oh, I think this is going to start soon. Like, and she was super, super low in my hips. So I went home, I rested, and I told my mom, I might, you know, this might be the night. I can feel it. I think I think it is. And I'm really losing my megas plug. So I contacted my doula and my midwife, and I was like, heads up. Went home that night, tried to get some rest as much as I could because, you know, being a doula, I know that you need to get as much sleep as you can before you're going to actually go into labor, labor. I woke up around 3 in the morning because they were getting really intense. They were getting – I couldn't just nap through them anymore. My son actually slept that night with us in my bed, which was crazy because – I don't know. He just slept there that night. Oh, I know why. Because my sister slept over with her daughter that she just had. And so she slept over. She was there that night. I think she wanted to be there in case it happened, and it did. So then I got in the shower – and I was just going through my contractions. They were pretty, you know, bearable at this point. And got back out and we were setting up everything. So I ordered a birth pool for two reasons. I wanted to try and have a water birth, but it always, it doesn't always end up that way. <laughs> Sometimes you get it. I seen women get in the water and they're like, this is not what I want. And then I also, you know, for myself as a doula to provide to women here in El Paso too, if they need one, because they're pretty pricey. So to rent one out. So we got the pool ready. We prepped. I laid back down, tried to take a couple naps, but they were getting really intense. So I kept waking up from them. And then around 6 o'clock is when they got really, really extreme. And I was like, all right, I think it's time to call my doula. (laughs) And so we called Letty. Letty was my doula. And it was Mm -hmm. crazy because I was her last birth as a doula because she's in midwifery school oh how so, cool yeah so that was yeah. pretty awesome and i don't know if one of if my birth counted for her hours too if she got to count it so that oh, was pretty wow. cool. mm-hmm. yeah so i had her there she came over and it just went from there i just remember being i wanted to be on the floor for some reason On like grounded. I wanted to Mm -hmm. touch the floor. I was on my (laughs) knees and my hands a lot. And I was just passing through the contractions. I went, I did hypnobirthing with Letty actually. Mm -hmm. So I listened to a little bit of the track. I kind of got over it. And I was like, can we play some music? (laughs) So I wanted to play Fleetwood Mac while I was laboring. So we played that. They were probably so annoyed because they probably played for hours. This is like, like, but I, I don't remember because oh, I don't even really remember any noise, sound, nothing. I could not tell you. So I was like, when can I get in the pool? And they were like, not yet. Not like, you know, not yet. So they, my midwives came over. I had two midwives. Well, technically three. I had two student midwives. I had Steph and Efe. And – they were freaking awesome. They were students and then they had to have, I think Lena was here, but I didn't know Lena was here because I didn't know who was else was here in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <even> really remember. <laughs> but they had they they were so awesome. They came over and they were like, Well, let's get you in the shower with your husband for a little bit, because you know, being intimate a little bit helps, you know, get birth birthing going. So we were, Mm -hmm. I remember being in the shower for a little bit and then they would come check on the heartbeat with the, you know, the little monitor, which I absolutely loved because it didn't interrupt me. You know, Mm -hmm. I was still, I didn't have to move. I didn't have to do anything. If I wanted to stay in the spot, all they had to do was put it on my stomach and let me know that my, my daughter was okay. So I labored in the shower for a little bit and then I finally got out and they filled my pool and. I w- when once I got into the pool things started shifting a little different. So my contractions got more intense, it, but it felt great. The pool mm-hmm. felt great on my hips, great on everything. Just it, I felt lighter. Um I was kind of I was kind of in and out of like reality, if that makes sense. I would mm-hmm. go to like another space when I had my contraction. It was really weird. And then I would Come back and like start talking, and my mom had never been to a home birth, so she was kind of like freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) And I had prepped her before. I was like, "You need to relax. Like all of this, like, is normal. Like, don't get scared." So I was coming in and out. My son was there too, and he was like, "Mom, I'm hungry. Can you make me a snack?" And I was like, "I'm in the pool." about to give get labor. my mom was like no i'll make you a snack <laughs> but that's kids
1: right right i can just picture cassie like because she goes through fits of like mommy not you daddy or like yes. not daddy mommy and i can just picture her like as you that's and so he knows funny. i'm
2: in labor and he's like i want a snack can you make it and i think i was getting a contraction at the time so i was like late like oh my god and my mom was like I'll make it for him so they went he came back he's like mom this is taking forever and he looked at my midwife and he was like can you cut her open or something and I was like oh my gosh oh my god late no so he ended up he was so excited to be there for the birth but it was taking way too long that he was just like I'm out I'm gonna go watch a movie so he went to go watch a movie came back And I have my rocking chair there because my bedroom is two bedrooms combined. So it's pretty Mm. lengthy and big. And I have my rocking chair in there. He cuddled up on the rocking chair while I was having contractions with the blanket. And he took a nap. And I have birth – because I had a birth photographer there. She has pictures of him just snoozing away (laughs) (laughs) next to my birthing pool while I'm, you know, in labor. So I thought that was really funny. But I was in the pool (laughs) – in and out, you know, getting asked to make snacks. <laughs> and <laughs> and finally, I felt like I had to poop, like many women do. And I actually did. And this is where my husband, I mean, he must love me because he was there. Scooping, well, you know, <laughs> I don't even know. And I was so terrified of that too. Not terrified, I was afraid to throw up because I didn't want to throw up. I would, uh-huh. I hate throwing up. But I was like, oh my god, am I going? Am I going? And they were like, no, you're fine. But I kept. They're all like, good me yet? Because I was in the water and they didn't want it to get everywhere. And I was like, oh my gosh. But I was like, you know what? At this point. I don't Whatever. even care. Yeah. This <laughs> baby's coming. And so he was there behind me. Everything. They were massaging my back. My mom. My sister got to be there with my niece. They they brought her in the room for a little bit. And finally, I was I was getting really exhausted. You know, I was getting super exhausted. I remember crying a little bit. Um, not from the pain. I remember just thinking. It was very beautiful to me, my experience being there, my son being there, me being like able to do this in front of who I want to and how I wanted that. I just like started crying, you know, tears just like it was like not a bad cry. Like I was literally I remember sitting there in the middle of my pool and like tears were just falling and I was just thinking about a bunch of things and my son and my son's birth and everything and I remember getting really tired, and I was just like, why isn't she coming, you know? So my midwife was like, you know, put your hand down there and see where she is. And I could, like, kind of feel her right right there. But I was like, why isn't she coming? So I was relaxing my body a lot in the birthing pool. So when I would, like, I would kind of stop my labor. And I felt myself stopping my labor because I would get all these contractions, like, you know, one right after another, which it should be when the baby's about to come, right? Mm-hmm. But I would start relaxing and get into this mode that I would make my contractions further apart. And, I mean, it was great to me because I used—I was getting to rest, but I wasn't mm-hmm. getting anywhere. So my midwives were like, I know this is something you don't want, but if you just get out of the pool and – Two contractions. I remember Efe telling me that one of my midwives. She's like, I'm, I think, she didn't say promise. I didn't, she didn't say that. She said, I bet you if you have two contractions, your baby would be like right there. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't ready yet in my head. Mentally, I was not ready yet. It just, I was like, I don't want to get out of the pool. And they were like, okay. They respected my decision and they let me. And I labored for two more hours after they had told me that. Two like yeah, I think about two more hours, and finally I was like, I am exhausted. I remember hugging my husband, and I was like crying, and I was just like, I just want to lay down. I'm like so exhausted. I want her to be here ready, and I was thinking to myself, Well, if you just get up and you do two contractions and you bring her here, you get to like sleep and lay down and rest. So they gave me a spoonful of honey. I got up, they took me to the bed and it was weird because I, all of a sudden, like my body, I started rocking back and forth. I guess that's what my body was telling me to do. So I was rocking back and forth. I had one contraction kind of standing up on the bed, like on all four knees. I did not like that. So I was like, no, I need to change this. So they're like, what do you like? I was like, I want to squat. I want to feel the ground. I don't know why that was just comfortable for me but it was so they got a chair they got my husband and they sat him in the chair and they I squatted in between his legs and after that contraction poof, she came out oh my god and i was like i should have done that <laughs> like 2 <laughs> hours ago <laughs> I should have trusted more, you know. I should have trusted myself more to do it, but I wasn't ready. I was—I I right. just wasn't mentally so. Until I was, that's when she came, and they were like, "She's here, like grab her." And I was like, "Can someone else grab her? I am so I <laughs> like no one else wants to grab her, but I." They gave me her, and I grabbed her, and you're just so, you know, I'm shaking because of all the adrenaline and. And they gave me, instead of Pitocin, they gave me a tincture under my tongue Mm -hmm. to help with the bleeding and to help my placenta, which that was part of my birth plan that I actually like loved that I didn't have to get a shot or anything like that. And so she was born. It was crazy to me. I remember pushing with my contraction, one of my contractions. And they were like, okay, push, you know, like push. And then I remember Effa telling me, wait, blow like that because you don't want to tear. And so they tell you to blow so you're not pushing. And I was thinking in my head, am I pushing or am I blowing here? Like, what am I doing? (laughs) Get it together. (laughs) But no, and that was it. She was born on my floor in front of my bed, Uh... in between my birthing pool and my bed. Not what I wanted. I wanted her in my pool, but she got here healthy, and it was a great experience. And I got to have my family there. And I remember after I had her, I was like, call my dad. Bring my dad in. My dad was in the living room, and he came in, and he started crying. And then I see my dad crying, so I'm just crying. And then I'm looking at my daughter, and I'm like, whose baby are you? You look nothing like me. (laughs) (laughs) And so – that's how it was. So, that was it was a great experience. It was beautiful. It was everything everything I wanted with her.
0: Completely. Did your son end up being there when for when yeah. she came out? Okay.
2: Yes. Okay, so I forgot that part. Yes. He he kind of dipped out. He was like after his nap, he woke up and he was like still like that was the, that was the part when he had told the midwife if they could cut me or something. Uh-huh. I, we had prepped him for it. We had prepped him for this home birth. We showed him videos. He understood where babies came from. There was going to be blood. He was very, very involved with the appointments. He got to hear his baby sister's heart, like he got to do the Doppler on, on me, all of that. So he was very involved, and that's how we wanted. We wanted honesty completely. And I wanted him to know how a woman's, you know, body works and where our babies actually come from. Because, you know, this is gonna be a life lesson to him later on in life mm-hmm. when he becomes a man. He's gonna remember, you know, my mom went through a lot. I, so if this when he's a man and this happens to him later, he's gonna know how to respect and treat. So we prepped him. We showed him some home birth videos of how it actually goes. But, I mean, of course, they edit, they speed up the, you know, a little bit of the process (laughs) for the video. So I thought – I think in his head he was like, oh – Mom's gonna have the baby. It's gonna pop right out. There's gonna be blood. We're gonna be good. And he was just like, "This is taking forever." So he was like, "I'm gonna go watch a movie." And I was like, "Okay." So he left, <laughs> and he would come back to check in and be like, "Still, still." Oh my gosh! But finally, we were like, "Go get lathe, Right when I was when I was squatting for that contraction. And so yeah, mm-hmm. he, I was in between my birthing pool and the bed. So he kind of got to sit on the bed and watch me from that. Aspect. Wow. And so he's in the pictures too, like watching me and he did great. He was like, oh my God, like she's here. He was
0: like super excited. Aww. Aww. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. And how long was your labor this time? Oh, <sighs> I think it was less so around
2: 5, so I would say like around 3, three four, five, six. No, almost a 12-hour because I ended up having her at 2.15. And my heavy contraction started at 3 in the morning so then wow. I didn't have her till 2 15 I could have had her maybe around 12 but I didn't want to get out of the pool I was like no
0: something was like nope we're not doing it right now
2: yeah I wasn't ready I really wasn't ready but yeah it was the same the same amount but I'm like wow that was good that was quick and everyone's like no it's it kind of long, but all right
0: oh my gosh
2: and I'm thinking it's it was like this great, peaceful. And my husband was like, you kind of got mean towards the end. And I was like, did I? And he was like, yes. And I kind of remember I snapped at my mom because I kind of heard whispering when I got out of the mm-hmm. pool. And to me, I told her sorry. I was like, I'm sorry. I just thought maybe something was wrong with my daughter. And, and they weren't telling you guys you. were whispering about it, you know? Oh and God. I didn't know. And it made me snap. I was like, what? What's wrong? what's going – what are you guys talking about? And everyone was like, oh, my God. But I got nervous. I got really nervous. Right. But I I I apologize. like, sorry for what I said during birth.
0: Yeah, no, What what is said in birth is forgiven at the end.
2: Okay. My husband was like, you were cussing a little bit towards the end. You were saying some – just that your contractions – I was like, because they, they get pretty intense, you know. It's not just this – this great time it gets pretty intense but it's it was worth it it was great
0: and so from your family you had your husband your son your mom your sister
2: yes so okay initially I had my doula my mom my son and my husband so they were there and then my sister was Here, she wasn't in the room. And then she would come in and out. And then towards the end, she wasn't there for my actual labor. She went back home with my niece because she just had her baby too. She had just had her baby too. Mm -hmm. So she had left, but she was there for most of the laboring. So mainly it was my mom and my hubby and then my doula with my midwives. And then I'm guessing from I didn't really know, some of the family had came to my house. So they were here in the living room. And like my, my dad and my stepmom and then my stepdad and then my act and then his side of the family. So his, uh, brother and my sister-in-law and then my mother-in-law and father-in-law. So I guess they were here, but they didn't come till way later after I had her, which I loved because they got, they got to kind of like, glance at her they didn't get to hold or any of that because she was hooked up to her placenta hooked up she was still attached <laughs> to her placenta <laughs> and we had her like that for two hours so okay. she was on the bed relaxing and they just got to kind of come in and like glance and then kind of like leave You know, so it was great because after that, I wasn't really bombarded with, like, when can we go see her? When – you know what I mean? It was great that they just got to see her. No one touched her, anything like that, and they were out. But it was good. It was good to have my family there who – that I wanted them
0: to see and experience it. Right. Yeah, I'm sure it was magical for everyone.
2: Yeah, especially during COVID because – Yeah. You're – when my sister had her baby, they weren't even going to allow me there, like one wow. person, and she had to have an emergency cesarean. So, and I was yeah, like, "That was crazy." <laughs> yeah. So it, it COVID's a crazy time. They don't even let you know partners in.
0: Wow. Yeah. No, that's ridiculous. But that's a whole other yeah topic. <laughs> <laughs> and how was so your postpartum? I know you said. I mean, it must have been nice, like you had wanted that whole, like your home, you get to just be home and relax and enjoy your baby. And then you said postpartum had been a little more challenging with her.
2: Yeah, my postpartum was harder with her.
0: Um, I
2: believe I got to rest more. I definitely did because I was home. So I was in my own bed, which... That was great too because I remember after everyone leaving and eating, I just we she knocked out. We cuddled, watched a movie in bed. I don't even think we really watched it. We just passed out, both of us, and no one bothered us. It was so great. And I remember him telling me he's like, "I can't imagine doing this at the hospital." Right? It's, It's his. It was his first time. Um. So that was great. And then on my body, it was just different. I bled longer. I really did. I, I bled for a good amount of time. My hips are really, I still, t- now I have a lot of pain in my hips. And I started getting um, heart palpitations. So I had to go to the doctor to, you know, see what that, and that was just stress. I was getting actually heart palpitations during my pregnancy. And I kind of really didn't, I don't know why I didn't think anything of it. And then they kind of got really bad after I had her like, and I wouldn't get fast palpitations. I would get like skipped heart, like skip a beat. So that, that was different from my first time, just like totally recovering. And then I got postpartum hair loss really bad. Really, really bad. Like it was on my carpet and I could probably make a wig out of it. And now they're barely growing wow. back and it looks like someone went under my hair and like chopped my hair off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
2: Yeah. So recovery was a little it, – it, it it's tougher. I'm still – she's barely 10 months and my body still doesn't feel completely
0: normal. Wow. Was she – How much did she weigh when she was born? She weighed, I think,
2: seven pounds. Oh, I don't remember. Seven pounds something ounces. Mm, Okay. yeah, I was wondering, I'm
0: like, was she bigger?
2: No. No, actually, Um, she was around the same size as my son.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, and so from the hip pain and the palpitations, that's where they're thinking that there's like an autoimmune condition possibly.
2: Mm-hmm. So my, I ended up getting checked for my heart, and I was fine. Um, it was just stress. So after my, mm. after I had her, I went right into school two weeks later. Oh, my gosh. You're
0: crazy. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> school started two, two or three weeks later. Wow. And luckily, it was still kind of COVID at that time, so mm. my classes were online. Um, wow. Wow. But then I got her a little too comfortable just being with me 20%. So that's a whole nother, like, (laughs) it was this harder after that. So I went into school right away. I did a bunch of things right away. And it just was a lot of stress on my body. Mm -hmm. But they checked me for autoimmune too. And I came back positive. So that we're getting tested
0: as well. Mm -hmm. So very different this time around, huh?
2: Very different. (laughs) Very
0: and for someone that is considering a home birth, what would your advice be for them? Like I know it seems like you stand pro home birth if it's some if it's attainable for someone.
2: I do. I I have nothing against hospital births. I mean, if the, your choice is everything, where you feel most com- most comfortable, that's where you that's should be place. during your mm-hmm. birth. That's your place of birth. And people always think that too, since I'm a doula, like, oh, well, I only need you if you're in a home birth or, oh, you only, you know, like to do home births. Like, no, not at all, you know, mm-hmm. not at all. But I think home births are amazing. I think I think if you're going to have one or you're considering it to really, really do, I guess, I wouldn't say, I guess, research, but also I would say have have you have a village with you. It takes a lot of people to have you in the support. you know, I had a I'm a doula myself, but I wanted a mm-hmm. doula there, you know because sometimes you know you think you can do it alone. you well, you can in the end. but you need that extra push from someone just like you you're doing it. you can, you need that encouragement right. throughout your labor. It really counts. it's helpful, it's positive. Um, it makes it a good experience, and just your doula just helping you to know all your options too. Researching, mm-hmm. preparing mentally and physically for a home birth is everything. It's really hard to just say, "Oh, I'm going to have a home birth and like not prep for it." There has to be preparation right. for it, and especially mentally, getting yourself ready to know that you are going to do this. So, yeah, I would
0: say definitely that.
2: have support and have your support there, know all your options, and just do what feels comfortable for you,
0: what you want and what you feel safe doing. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of my clients that had hired me a few months ago, she told me that she wanted a doula because she wanted, she had kind of a not so great first birth. So she told me, I just want someone to tell me that everything's okay, that this is normal. And I and I was like, that's so true. Because I think sometimes women, depending on how it it is and like how it feels in their body, like if you're going through it and you're not really sure what's normal, I can totally see how some people like are like, I'm gonna die. Like this is the end. Like if you're not understanding that, no, this is okay. Like it's normal, like let's try to cope with it like I can totally see how you'd be panicking and and that panic leading to so much tension in your body, you know? So it's true what you said, just having that support and preparing yourself as best as you can mentally because it is going to be a lot of a mental fight through it all and you really do have to be prepped for it.
2: Oh, definitely. I think if you're a first-time mom too and doing home birth or any, any birth, you know, you see in movies and they're like, oh, you got to do Lamaze class and you just think it's like breathing. Because that's what I thought mm-hmm. when I had my son. I was like, oh, I don't need to take a class. What do I need to take a class for? You right. know? And then now, you know, transitioning, being a doula, like I'm like, if you took a childbirth education class before you have your child, such a difference. Because when you're going through the process, when you're actually having the baby, it's more of a, this is supposed to happen. Okay. No, I'm okay. This is supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm feeling the ring of fire. Instead of freaking out, you kind of know, oh, we're on the right track. This right. is what's supposed to happen, you know. And so, prepping is a big part of it. And even like you said, your doula there, you can be freaking out one minute, like oh, the you know the pain, like all of it, thinking these horrible thoughts, and they kind of bring you back to reality, and like you're okay. This is supposed to happen you know, you're doing a great job and that just can change someone's mindset completely.
0: Yeah, exactly. And can you tell us a little bit about, before we let you go about your placenta encapsulation? Oh yes.
2: (laughs) yeah. So after I had my daughter, my midwife came over and she taught me how to encapsulate my own placenta. So that was a great experience too. And it was crazy because oh, my cool. husband was there watching me and he was like, What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I do offer those services. I think it's I think it's great too for moms for postpartum. For me, I I took my placenta pills. I felt great. I felt like I got more milk supply. They haven't done much studies on it, like to confirm, but I felt like I had more energy when I took my placenta pills. My postpartum was great as far as no postpartum depression for this time around. I had a really great experience mentally.
0: Right. Yeah. Like physically a little different, but mentally. Physically you felt a little different, but
2: <laughs> mentally I felt I felt good. Minus my stress from just actual life, but I didn't have any like bad um, postpartum. But yeah, so I do offer those services. I've been doing it for a year now. Um, and it's great. I think it's great to do it locally, too. You know, mm-hmm. I have a lot of people who are like, what about this business out of town or this? And, and it's great to support. But I think locally and hear from local doulas or midwives that do it, I think it's set with good intention.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think I'm always going to root for the local um, places, you know, because they're the ones that, you know, we're here. So I always say, try to look for local because yeah, I had seen some, some people do the placenta like nationally or whatever. I had no idea. I'm like, what the heck? That's kind of like, how do you even ship your placenta? That was just had questions. I was like, yeah, they do.
2: they do do that. There's, there's several companies. Like I know there's a lot of other local. And then I know there's one that's really big too. I don't know, rubbed me the wrong way. I saw an interview that she did it all for money. That's why she wanted to do it. And to me, Oh my gosh. Yes. It was an interview I saw and I was like taken back. I was like, Oh my God. Because for me, when I, when I do it for women, it's like set with good intention, not for money. It's set with good intention that Mm. they do have a good postpartum and that, you know, they're taken care of and it's set with good intention,
0: you know, for them. I think that's, that's also, you know, if you believe in like the energy that you give off, I think it's important too, because it's like you actually pick up their, their placenta and you take it home and like the thoughts and the, you know, the thoughts that you're putting in while you're working. And like, you know, if you're just saying like positive affirmations for them and like really hoping that they have a good postpartum, I think that that's, so beautiful too, because like, if it's sent to such a, like a larger corporation, it's just kind of like, like, yes, a, yes. like, get it out, get it out, you know, instead of like, you're actually thinking about them and hoping that they're going to be okay. And all of that. And I think that makes a really big difference. And I'm glad that you approach it from that, you know, standpoint I had never yeah. heard that. So I, I really thought that was cool.
2: Definitely. And I get to interact with them. So then I like, you know, I know what hospital they deliver at or, You know, my favorite ones to do, too, are when I actually get to be their doula at the same Mm -hmm. time because I go through their whole labor with them and that I'm their support and I'm there with them. And then I get to take it, take the placenta with me home and then I get to set more good intentions for their postpartum. It's like I'm on that whole journey with them. So. Right,
0: it's like you tie a little bow at the end of the Yes,
2: exactly. Experience. And then that's like the end of our journey. And it also helps too with after like my postpartum visit. That's when I'll do my postpartum visit is when I'll go mm. give them the placenta them. and it just kind of, you know, ends that chapter with them. And, you know, it's great. It's, yeah. it's, it's a pretty awesome experience.
0: And we're going to link your Instagram. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll link your – do you want me to link your – business one and your personal or just your business i'll link whatever you'd like yeah you could do both you could do both. okay i'll link both and then if you guys want to reach out to lauren she's a great resource in the community too um and if you guys want any services from her she's there and thank you so much for your time lauren we really appreciate it
2: thank you thank you guys for having me